welcome back to the lead word part of the vendetta sports podcast network today is what's today tuesday april 20th 2021 i'm here with uh as always chad bauman producer bridget rounds in the background doing her thing chad how are you you're outside we're not Sorry. yeah you guys fucking yeah. lied to me <laughs> or recording the next show outside i go outside i'm the only one outside like an and, and you got like a fashionable outside shirt too yeah i'm not not you're not rocking the andy good... reed vibes that's something andy reed would wear outside I don't know about that. No, it's more. I feel like it's more colorful than anything Andy would wear. But I'm not. I'm not having a good week. I've actually had a really fucking terrible week. Why is that? So fucking last week, my fucking face starts swelling up under my beard. Like I thought I had like a spider bite or some shit. So I had to shave my beard to find out what it was. But that went away. And then I went to Florida over the weekend, and I bought some cheap soap you know because obviously i can't bring my soap because it's in a it's in a, a a bottle that's too big to bring on the plane i was only using a carry-on because i was only going down there for a couple days so i bought some cheap dollar store soap now i got fucking dermatitis all over my body i'm not having a good week dude wow that's got, so that's so sad it sucks <laughs> it's everywhere you don't even look the same without that beard no i don't brian, brian tan loves your beard He'll he'll be he'll be sorely disappointed when he sees this episode. <laughs> I gotta grow back. It's like a whole year of my life just gone into a plastic bag. Let's start the show here. Sorry, sorry, you're having such a rough rough week, Chad. It's unfortunate. Yeah. Anyway, what were we talking about today? Oh, Julian Edelman. He retired. Hall of Famer, not a Hall of Famer. Chad, go ahead. He's not. I I, I don't think you can make. There's not a single argument that you can make that says, oh, Julian Edelman's in the Hall of Famer. Like, people are trying, or should be a Hall of Famer, I should say. Like, people are trying to, like, oh, he changed the slot receiving position. No, he didn't. If anybody, guys like Danny Amendola and uh, what's his face? Uh, Wes Welker. Wes Welker. They, Wes Welker changed it before Julian Edelman did. Wes I mean, Welker was at, better. If, you, if you're going to throw, if you're going to throw Edelman in the Hall of Fame, you, you got to put Jeremy Macklin in the Hall of Fame. They have like identical receiving stats. You got to put Pierre Garcon in the Hall of Fame. Fucking Marshall <laughs> Falk. Marshall Falk has more receiving stats than Julian Edelman does. And he was a running back. Well, I, I did do a post on this, and I know Jackson has taken credit for it. Jackson Law has used this in both of his shows and not given me credit for it. So I just want to I just want to make that clear. Uh Heinz Ward, I did a post on him. Should Heinz Ward be in the Hall of Fame, Chad? Because Heinz Ward has 1,000 catches. Julian Edelman, 620. Heinz Ward, 12,000, more than 12,000 receiving yards. Julian Edelman, 6,800. Heinz Ward, 85 touchdowns. Julian Edelman, 36. Super Bowl MVPs, both one. Pro Bowls, Heinz Ward, four. Julian Edelman, zero. I, I would say no on Heinz Ward, but I would feel like he has a better argument than, than Julian Edelman is. Tor, I think which it's either Isaac Bruce or Torrey Holt. Torrey Holt is not in. Tory Holt's yeah, Tory Holt's not in the Hall of Fame, <laughs> and we're talking about Julian Edelman. Yeah. Oh, it's ridiculous. Like you, like, I think I think the Heinz Ward, I, the Heinz Ward's one is interesting to me because, especially an organization like the Pittsburgh Steelers, he's the all-time leading receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and there's put a him lot in Pittsburgh's Hall of Fame. Put him in Pittsburgh's, but I don't think. I don't like I said, he has a better argument than Julian Edelman does, but I don't way think- better. And and he's a guy like you could say, Oh, well, Julian Edelman, he has this playoff success. Well, 
I mean, Heinz Ward won Super Bowl MVP. He's got one of the biggest playoff moments ever with the Antoine Randall. Throwing Randall-El. the touchdown. Yeah. Throwing the touchdown. Yeah, and I, look, here's my thing. Like I said, I think I don't think Heinz Ward should get into the hall. Put him in Steelers Hall of Fame. I remember Heinz Ward more for his blocking than I remember him for being a great wide he's receiver. He's not even on, like, the ballot. You can't even find him on the ballot, though. I don't think he's been retired long enough, though, yet. I sure? think that might be why. I, I don't You have to be, like, 15, 10, 15 years. I think it's five years. I think it's five years. Is it five? Because Calvin oh. Johnson is on it this year and just got in. Oh, then, yeah. It's, yeah. But I think – and I, I tweeted this, by the way. You can go fucking fact check me. I didn't, I'm didn't, not making this up. I I paraphrased Isaiah Thomas. Not not now Isaiah Thomas. 80s Isaiah Thomas. And I paraphrased him. If Julian Edelman was black, he'd be just another good ball player. Para- paraphrasing what Isaiah Thomas said about Larry Bird. His I don't agree with. I don't agree with Larry Bird's definitely a Hall of Famer. I'm just saying that this, you can say the same thing about Julian Edelman. People just want Julian Edelman in the Hall of Fame because he's a white guy playing wide receiver, which we don't fucking see a whole lot. His, well, we his, see it more nowadays. His regular it. season numbers are like identical to Pierre Garcon. With no, with the exception <laughs> of having some, with the exception of returning some punts, if you look at his regular season numbers, he has the same regular season numbers as Jeremy Macklin. So they both have like <laughs> 6,000 yards receiving. They have like the same amount of receptions and they have the same. Actually, I think Macklin has more touchdowns. I, and, that, and that's a name. Like if you're not like an Eagles or Chiefs fan, you don't even remember him. Right. But we want to, we want to put Julian Edelman in the hall of fame. Oh, he revolutionized the slot position. No, he didn't. The only reason why people like, I think people are also like mixing Julian Edelman and Wes Walker into like the same person. If anything, Wes Walker also, should be in. I would, I mean, I, I don't know Wes Walker's stats off the top of my head, but even him, I would have. I think Wes Walker's the all-time leading receiver for the Patriots, and he didn't I, always I, play there. I think I would find it hard to put Wes Walker in the Hall of Fame, too, just because when I think of, like, a Hall of Fame guy, I, I feel like it's got to be someone who every year that, or not every year, for the majority of their career, they were in the top five at their position. Well, that, that's least. why I think that's why I think the Heinz Ward one is interesting because if you look at Heinz Ward's numbers, all of his numbers are better than Calvin Johnson. The only difference is Calvin Johnson didn't play as long, and he had some seasons where he just went nuclear. Oh, there's a I saw another tweet like a while back. Like there was I think it like when when he was 34, Jerry Rice broke his leg, and then he came back the next year at 35, and he played like another four years. And that four-year span from when Jerry Rice was like 35 to 39, he has the same fucking stats as Wes Walker does for his entire career. Edelman. Like Jerry Rice did – yeah, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> See, now I'm doing it. <laughs> but, yeah, so Jerry Rice has like in a four-year span at the end of his career has the same numbers that Julian Edelman has, but we're talking about putting Edelman in the Hall of Fame. Like, yeah, he had a good career. He was a good player, but that's all he was. He was a good player on a really good team. With, with playoff success. but and, and it's the same thing I say about quarterbacks and playoff success. Playoff success isn't about one player. It's about the team. Fuck. If we're talking about being a good player. Like Aaron Rodgers does not have playoff success. But that's only because he's been dealing with fucking Mike McCarthy. And he, I mean, at this point of his career, like, they focus on building the defense, and they didn't really. And the Packers organization. About- Look at their offseason. This they lo- they lose Corey Lindsley. They lose guys left and right. Outside of Adams, like they they could have brought in like another like a secondary wide receiver for him. They chose not to. They're in the mind of oh we can just get this done with Aaron Rodgers, but I mean every year we see it. Having Aaron Rodgers as great as he is, when you start playing teams that are complete around the board, playing teams like Tampa Bay who are they're good at every position. 
Like you need every position to be good in order to keep up with those guys. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers can keep you in the game. He can maybe come close to that comeback. Maybe they don't kick the field goal and they score a touchdown. I don't fucking know. But at the end of the day, he can only do so much by himself. You need 22 guys. Or fuck it, you can say 33 guys if you want to extend it to special teams. Hey, you. Yeah, you. In case you hadn't heard, your favorite renegade sports media group has its own Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward slash vendetta sports media to support our efforts to continuously bring you sports, gaming, and other media coverage as only we can. We've got four different membership tiers. For $3 a month, we'll give you a simple thank you on our Patreon site. For $6 a month, you get a thank you and you get to become a recruit in Jackson Law's Vendetta University Gaming Series. For $10 a month, you get everything from the previous tiers, a special thank you at the end of our videos, free access to our upcoming Discord chat, and a free koozie after four months, and then the big dog. $50 a month gets you everything from the previous tiers, as well as opportunities for Fantasy League invites, stream gaming, possible invites to mock NFL and NBA draft sessions, a once-a-month Google Hangout, and after four months, a free t-shirt! Yeah! Go to patreon.com forward slash vendetta sports media and help us to improve our pledge to bring you the best sports, gaming, and other media coverage. Can we go over the site-wide mock draft that we did, Chad? Uh, I I have a couple questions for your picks. With the fourth overall pick, now I'm not necessarily surprised that you picked this player. And I'm not necessarily criticizing you because I think Kyle Pitts is the best overall player in the draft. However, don't you think the Atlanta Falcons have no choice but to take the hometown kid, Justin Fields? Here's my argument. Number one, he wasn't on the board. You're right. (laughs) I I was going to take Fields. If he was on the board, I would have taken him. I I wanted to go quarterback. I wanted to go quarterback, and I wanted – after the first three guys, you know, I forgot. You, he, I forgot he was taken. You You're took, right. you, you know, you took guy with, I can't remember his name right now. Uh, you took the long hair kid uh, from Clemson. Lawrence. Yeah. You Sun, took Lawrence. Sunshine. Fields went, Fields went two. Three. And then Wilson went, I thought Fields went two. Wilson went to the Jets. Fields went three. But, okay. But anyway, those three guys were gone. I'm sitting there at four. I, uh, I was going to, tr- I wanted to trade back, but I didn't really, have anything to trade anyone to trade back with. So I was like, well, fuck it. I'm not, I can't move this pick. I could have, I could have traded with the Eagles, but obviously that wouldn't have made sense for me. The Colts weren't trading up that high because those are the two picks that I controlled and I didn't get any kind of anything else from anybody. Garrett Burroughs was talking about trading for one of the quarterbacks, but I, once uh, I think he said, once Wilson was off the board, he was out of it. Um, Or no, he, I think, I think he wanted fields. That's who he wanted. Um, so, I mean, at that point, I just had to take the best best player available. So that was Kyle Pitts. Well, let, let me ask you this, because it seems like the 49ers, maybe they're smoke screening us, but it seems like they're leaning Mac Jones. If Fields is on the board at four and you're controlling Atlanta, is that your pick? If Fields is on the board at four, yes, I'm going to I'm going to take Justin Fields at four because they need a quarterback. I agree. And I, I even when I sent you my my description of why I took Pitts, I even said, like, they're going to need. I, for, I forgot he was taken. I, right. I even said it. I was like, they're going to need a quarterback eventually. But since they can't get him at four, he'll be the security blanket once they do get him. My, my thing is with Atlanta. There's a lot of lot of 
ways you can go about this. But number one, you never know if you're going to pick this high again. Like Atlanta could have the 10th pick next year. They could have the 12th pick the year after. They could have the eighth pick the year after that. There's no guarantee you're ever in a spot like this again. And then number two, your fan base is going to hate you if the hometown kid is on the board and you pass on him. And he's a rock star. Yes. They'll never forgive you. Like I said too, I I wanted to go. I wanted to go quarterback at four. Nothing was there for a trade. I was honestly like, there was a a quick second where I was like, you know what? I I can't trade down to get one of these guys. Should I just fucking reach like out my ass and grab Trey Lance or or Mac Jones? And I was at that point. As soon as that thought crossed my mind, I was like, no, I can't. I I would get killed if I took one of those guys this high. The other part of this is like, you're Atlanta. You can have Fields sit for a year. It's okay. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with having Matt Ryan as your starter for one year. In fact, it's probably ideal to have Fields jump in as a starter in year two. Because this Matt Ryan, you're you're never winning the Super Bowl again with Matt Ryan or ever. Well, that it's yeah, over. It's done. The win the window has closed. You can trot out Matt Ryan all you want. But you're never going to win a title with him as your quarterback. The, the, the window has closed. It's over. I mean, I, I think I feel like you would have to agree with this, too. But whether or not they like, let's say Fields, Wilson, whoever. Let's say one of those guys, they, they make their way to the Atlanta at number four. I mean, they're they're going to play at some point regardless this season. Like Matt Ryan, I don't he's not going to be the start of the entire season because I don't see them getting better, like getting good enough to not be picking in the top 10 next year. So, I mean, at some point, whoever, not only that, the next year's quarterback class is, is kind of horrendous. I only like one guy next year. It's not like this year. Yeah. So I, I think. And if, and if you get your guy, you could trade Matt Ryan next year. I know it's a big cap hit, but like somebody's going to want Matt Ryan. That's true. Talk to me about some of your other picks. I know you went receiver at uh, 12 with Philadelphia. Is that your maybe ideal scenario for Howie Roseman? Like, uh, like if they take Devontae Smith on draft day, you'll be happy? I'll I'll be happy. I, I've said this before. Honestly, like as soon as they moved from t- 6 to 12, I feel like that's really the realistically the only place they can go where they can get the best value for their pick. I, I think Devontae Smith – I've said this before. I, I honestly think he's he's the best receiver in the draft, in my opinion. But I mean, I know people like Jalen Waddle and they like uh the other Alabama guy maybe a little bit more than him. Um, but you mean you mean uh Jamar Chase? Yeah. I know they like those guys better than than they like Devontae Smith, but I think watching Devontae Smith, I I think he's gonna be an absolute stud. I, I said this before. I, I think they should go defense. Really, and but that was when they were at six and they had options. And the Penn State linebacker, they had Pat Sertan was in play. I think if you're sitting at twelve, that rules out the defensive pick. I don't think there's uh, anyone that they're going to take at that pick that's really worth it for them. I know uh, one of the guys that came off the board at that time in our mock was the defensive end from Miami, who I actually like. I like him, but I don't think he's a I don't think he's a top fifteen pick. So I'm not taking him at twelve even though they do need guys uh, to replace, you know, Brandon Graham 
I don't, I know Vinnie Curry was on the team last year. I don't remember if he's on contract this year. I think they only signed him to a one year deal, but even if he was on the team this year, Vinnie Curry's like fucking, he's like older than Frank Gore at this point. Like, I don't know how that happened, but he is. I, so, I mean, like I said, I would like to go corner, but I don't think there's a corner you're going to get at 12. That's worth it. And I like Asante Samuel jr. That's, that's why I took him with the Colts, but he's a guy that I feel like you get at the end of the first round, not someone that you're going to get at number 12. So I feel like as far as like I like him a lot your... too. Well, that's what I'm I saying. I like I know him. our 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 guy Cam Moose, he ripped your pick of Asante Samuel Jr. Do you have a response for him? I didn't I didn't see what he said. He said, uh, you you made a dumb pick and then bounced. That's that was the exact quote, I believe. I made a phenomenal pick and then dipped because <laughs> I was in Florida and I was <laughs> drinking, and that's what I did. Mm-hmm. I I I the kid can fucking play. Like oh, I think he's I, awesome. <clears throat> I, th- I think in you- fact, your pick, I was going to take Rondell Moore, who I eventually got anyway at pick 33, but I was going to take him. And then when he took Samuel, I'm like, shit, I need to take Stokes because that's one more corner off the board that I don't know if he'll be there anymore at 33. Yes. So I I'm 100% satisfied with my pick. I think he's a first round talent. He's going to be a guy that's going to get interceptions. He's his dad, his dad was awesome. And I think he's sort of a similar player. That's what, yeah, that's what I've been saying. He, he's just, he's literally, he like the junior means something here. Like yeah. that's all you like. It's him on the field, which is a good segue. That would be like if the Patriots like passed on Asante Samuel, Asante Samuel Senior. They would. You're not gonna pass on Asante Samuel Senior. I'm not gonna pass on his son. Like fuck with. Like and then, and then there's a history of guys who have had parents that played in the NFL that come out and they're just absolute ballers. Like I, I follow those family pedigrees for pre- pedigrees for a reason. Like yeah. Christian McCaffrey's dad. Fucking. Oh, yeah. uh, I mean, I, they're brothers. They're not, Shout out, you know, uh, they're not Ed McCaffrey. He, uh, he played in the downtown area. PA guy. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and uh, they're the sharp brothers. I know they're, they're yep. not, you know, father and son and shit like that, but I mean, Usually, if one guy's really athletic and really good at football, the other guy's really athletic and really. Which good is a good segue because I want I wanted to ask you about the the uh, the Panthers pick that I had. I took Patrick Sertain at eight for Carolina. Cam also ripped me and said my pick made no sense because I should have taken Slater. I personally think that Patrick Sertain was just the best player on the board at pick eight. Carolina does not have a corner outside of Dante Jackson. I think Sertain is one of the five best players in the draft. Uh, his dad was awesome. His dad's a coach. He's six foot two. Teams literally don't throw the ball in his direction at Alabama. He was the number one cornerback recruit coming out of high school at Alabama. To me, it was a no-brainer. He's the only cornerback that I had rated higher than Asante Samuel Jr. Okay, fair enough. And I, I said that a few weeks ago. He's the only corner. I said if the Eagles can't get Sertain, I would like to see them trade back to the low first round and maybe get Asante Samuel Jr. Of course, it didn't work out the way I wanted it, but who cares? I want to ask you about uh, Sertain. Are you a fan? Do you think I'm crazy for passing on Slater? I I think taking him at eight, that's exactly where he should go. Some Somewhere between where the Eagles had the sixth pick, somewhere between six and ten. He should have gone there, and that's exactly where he went because – I think he's one of the five best players in the draft. I really do. I don't, I don't think there's any chance that guy misses. Like, like teams tell you everything you need to know. They don't throw the ball in his direction. He's playing one-on-one on an island every single snap at Alabama. Like, for people that want to watch, go put on the Notre Dame game, and I know Notre Dame got crushed. But they're throwing the whole time, and, and they're like, yeah, we're not throwing the ball at his side of the field. 
just forget about it. Like, that tells you everything you need to know. And Alabama's assistant defensive coordinator, he compared Patrick Sertain to Jalen Ramsey, who he also coached at Florida State. I think, I don't know if he's necessarily as purely fast as Ramsey, but I think that's kind of the comp that he's going to give you. Well, I was I was going to say him and him and Ramsey have very similar body sizes. Yes, I mean Ramsey's a couple inches taller, I think. But Sertain's they both six have two and a half. Is he? I thought he was like five eleven. No, he's six two and a half. He ran a four four something at, at the pro day. He jumped off the charts. I think he's really oh, good. Oh, you know what it is? Samuel's smaller. When I, I I just googled it to look up look up how tall he was. His dad played in the NFL. Yeah, I know. That's who came up. That's who why it's a five eleven. His dad was awesome. So, like I said, that's another guy, NFL pedigree. Like I, I don't, I don't, I don't. Never gonna look at a guy who's had a parent or or a brother. Fuck, it could be his I, I sister. Like, I like the South Carolina corner, JC Horn. His dad's Joe Horn. I'll, I'll bet on that. I think the I, South Carolina corner is really good. I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with taking Pat Sertain. I think maybe, maybe you can make the argument that the, the Panthers had other needs. I mean, because I think they, I think they need a corner. Who are their corners, Chad? I was just saying you could maybe make the argument. I mean, who you, are they their just corners? In, who are their corners? I'm, I'm not saying they have corners. I'm just they saying. Don't. I'm not saying they do. I'm just saying, like, I mean, look at their offense. Like, you just bring in, uh, what's his face? You know, Greg Darnold, Sam Darnold. My bad. Sam Darnold. You just bring in Sam Darnold. They got McCaffrey in the backfield. DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson. They need a tight end. Their offensive line's not bad. I mean, it's not bad. I mean, it could be better. They used every single pick last year on defense for a reason. They they used rounds one, two, three, four, five, six, seven on the defensive side of the ball last year. And especially in this division, you got Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. I guess Antonio Brown will be back in there. Michael Thomas. Sorry, I need a corner. Who's covering those guys? You're right, but I mean, when looking at it, I mean, you, I mean, you got you got Tampa Bay in that division, and who's we know covering that they can, Mike Evans for Carolina? Look, I'm just saying, you got to put the ball in the end zone. Like, and I'm not, I'm just playing devil's they advocate here. They got guys that can put the ball in the end zone. I, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Like I said, I don't, I'm not mad at the pick. I'm just saying you can in maybe the second make round. The argument, Carolina can get an offensive lineman. There's gonna be a tackle there. In our in our draft, Darisaw slipped out of the first round. Dylan Radunes is there. Trey Smith is there. They can get an offensive lineman around too. Yeah, but you could get an offensive lineman at eight, and then you're looking at Sam Darnold, and you're like, hey man, you don't have to worry about Shaq Barrett as much now. You don't have to worry about these these just absolute fucking dogs that Tampa Bay has. In in terms of offensive line, I, I think Carolina was like what 18 or 19 last year. So I mean, it's an improvement from the Jets, but. Yeah, you can get I'm, better. I'm sure Sam, I think they can I'm pick sure one Sam Darnold would like the. I, I just think Sertain is a guy you don't pass on. No, I, I like the pick. I, I don't <laughs> I don't dislike it. I'm just saying, I mean, there's arguments that can be made. I, I I think he's wrong to say that it's an absolute, you know, brain dead pick or whatever he said. Sure, there's arguments that can be made against it, but I don't I don't think there's anything where you can like, you know, it, 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 it's not like you had the number one pick and you're like, yeah, I'm just not going to draft Trevor Lawrence. Like that would be a brain dead pick. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think this is by any stretch of the imagination. All right. We got to wrap up the show. Cause I have to interview someone. Chad, close us out. I'll see you guys later. Okay. Well, okay. that'll do it. Thanks for giving <laughs> us a watch. We have, uh, don't forget to check us out on Patreon. 
don't you know do the you know follow it well, i don't know what you do on patreon i've never fucking looked at it uh but you know subscribe or whatever uh don't forget to follow us on twitter vendetta underscore media you can follow me at low footed l-i-l-f-o-o-t-e-d you can follow trey at t at trey daubert t-r-e-y-d-a-u-b-e-r-t uh if i didn't say it before vendetta underscore media is the twitter like us on facebook you can check us out also on instagram what else uh if you're watching on youtube like the video if you haven't already subscribe to the channel turn on notifications that way you'll know when we're posting shit other than that thanks for giving us a watch and we'll see you next week